0: We want to give a huge shout out to the Nova Scotia Association of Realtors for
1: sponsoring this episode this week, Sarah. Ash, as you know, just two weeks ago, I got curious about buying a home. And of course, I immediately had no idea what to do. The only (laughs) thing I knew was that I wanted to be in a certain part of the city and a house I thought was cute was suddenly listed. I remember when
0: this happened. So tell everyone what
1: you did next. Well, of course, I called my realtor, who you happen to be married to, and he took me through the property. He helped me understand the neighborhood and how to get ready to buy. I learned so much.
0: Whether you've been in Nova Scotia for generations or are just putting down roots, a Nova Scotia realtor will make you feel right at home. Learn how a Nova Scotia realtor can help you navigate the market and find your perfect fit at realtor.ca. What's up, everyone, and happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Rival and Queen
1: podcast. Hey, Sarah. Hello, Ashley. So nice to be back with you. Here, here we are again. I'm I'm live from my bedroom today. <laughs> the only room in my house with furniture right now.
0: Amazing. I'm live from my office, but we have been back in studio, which is super exciting. Um it's yeah. not today. Our schedules schedules sometimes don't align. And this is great that we can still record from wherever, like your bedroom,
1: like my bed. Well, my office has furniture, but it only has a desk. And so everything I think yesterday was echoey. So it's trial and error right now for sound quality for anything I do at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) And then
0: thank God for Mark. He'll, he'll fix this up. Okay. So you're drinking your juice. Tell us you're on the
1: juice cleanse. I'm on day two of my juice cleanse with Sprout Therapy. Love them. Yesterday. So yesterday I did the digestion one, which, which was good. The only thing was, and I don't think it was because of this particular cleanse. It was just kind of the side effects of it. I was very tired by like 8.30 and like missing caffeine. And I went to sleep, I think at like 10.30, which is pretty early for me and slept for like nine hours. So wow. That's the only thing that I've noticed in terms of like,
0: I think that happens on the first day. I kind of remember that. And especially when you're not having caffeine, I think your body's just like, I mean, I don't know scientifically, but it's trying to adjust and figure out how to use energy in a different way in your body.
1: Well, and to be fair, I've been like pounding coffee, like two or three cups a day, which is a lot for me. Normally I have like one to maybe two, Mm -hmm. um, because I just haven't had enough sleep last week and stuff. So I was playing catch up anyway. So this is why I'm so happy to have this right now. And it's like checking all the boxes. I don't have to worry about feeding myself. Although I'm on day two right now and it's 1243. And I've only, this is my second juice. So I'm a little late today. Drink up. But then
0: tomorrow we're golfing and you'll be off your juice cleanse. And then we can have some coffee for waking up with rival and queen. Don't forget to tune in.
1: We're going to have a different format this week. I think Sarah, a special format on Friday morning, but I've already thought about that. Cause I'm like, what am I going to eat that I don't get sick and that oh, I don't get sick like from a Elf- smoothie. I'm going to have a smoothie for breakfast. I think I'm going to bring a juice with us golfing and like a granola bar mm-hmm. just to like nuts eat. maybe and nuts. That's a good idea. Okay. Okay. I've been like Trust thinking me. like, I'll bring snacks too. Cause I'm doing. Like I've,
0: I've, it actually is a month today that I've been following more of a keto based diet. And I find you do have to plan because you need to have snacks on hand that like kind of fall in lines of, of, of the diet restrictions. Right. Um, so we'll make sure our cart is got some, some snacks,
1: some healthy options. Cause that was the only thing after the last juice cleanse that we did in the spring was I felt amazing. But my first meal after I felt so heavy, mm, um, you have to so, ease into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I did want to ask you is, okay, I had, and maybe I've just never had it before. The, ju- the juice that sprout therapy makes called Freud there's like mint in it. We've been, I know that's my
0: favorite one.
1: I had never had that before yesterday. And then Nicole T our friend wrote us and was like, also I'm obsessed with this juice. Is that the lime
0: lime mint? Um, maybe is there ginger lemon? Like it's in cucumber maybe or something. I'm not sure. That's my favorite. I, I always forget. I do find because they all have names, like people's names. I confuse them all. I find it hard to remember until I see the ingredient list. And then I remember, Oh, Yeah, I like that one, but I do love that one. That's probably my favorite.
1: I think that one's my new favorite. So if anyone's looking to try out, just like enjoy a fresh juice, go check out the Freud. We're obsessed. And thank you, Sprout Therapy. (laughs) Yes, thank you.
0: And okay, so we do need a quick update on the Couch saga. Just like, give us a quick, I I know you've been- It's on my (laughs) list.
1: So- uh I could cry. No. So I got the white couch delivered on Monday and I didn't like it. And I sent it back and the delivery guys, I felt so bad. They weren't happy. I knew they weren't going to be happy. And I just like, I wanted to cry. I felt so bad. So I was talking to a friend of ours last night and I decided I'm getting the green couch and I'm just getting it. Was that Erica? Yeah, and I don't care. Yeah, I know because I saw her message to us, and I laughed,
0: and I, I I marked it as unread. I was like, Sarah needs to read this.
1: <laughs> well, and so for all the, all the listeners out there, what you also don't know is like last week we had Brett Ruskin on the podcast and he sent me a long email about how he has a green couch and thinks I should get a green couch too. But I didn't like the white and white in the space. And you knew this was going to happen, Ashley, a few of our friends did. And so I'm have just decided I don't even care anymore. I'm buying the green couch. So I never have to think about this again.
0: Great. I knew you would come to that decision. I was like, Sarah has been talking about green furniture now she found a green coach so though it might not be like your it's your dream coach as far as how it looks and it's yeah. beautiful it's very well made but it's like it's just meant to be because it's in stock and it's here and I don't know It's was just like this just makes sense I know but sometimes know. you need to come full circle to realize what decision <laughs> like th- this happens to me um I make decisions and then I try things out and then I'm like oh, I should have just went with like the first thing that like i really knew I wanted or was drawn to.
1: Well, and I don't think I ever, so what I'm also coming to learn about myself is like, when I have too many options, I'm overwhelmed. And like, I Mm -hmm. do not want this, but you're right. I always knew I wanted a green couch and I should have just done that. And this has been a very good process for me. I was reflecting on this yesterday of like accepting the change that I'm coming into. Cause the other part of it is like, I'm also spending a lot of money right now. So it's like a little stressful for me. And I'm like, right. I just have to trust this is okay. And like, I've made all these choices. They came together perfectly aligned and I have to trust them. And part of that is like letting go of me trying to worry and control about the little details. So Mm -hmm. we're going with the green couch. Everyone can come over and sit on it and try. (laughs) It's going to be so
0: good and so fun. And I know you, yeah, you were definitely drawn to that color.
1: I have to call them and order it still.
0: Okay. You need to do that before you sell them. We've been talking about this coach. We're not even going to mention the company because we wanted to still be there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a really good kind of segue even into our discussion today, because when you do move you, whether you're buying a home or apartment, there are a lot of unforeseen costs, like buying furniture or just like doing any upgrades. So yeah, it can be stressful. I think Sarah, and you're kind of starting from like You've moved and bought and things before moved provinces, but now you're Mm -hmm. starting from like a clean slate of like, you're in your thirties, you know what you want to buy, you know what you want to, um, like
1: what your style is, I guess, and how you want to set things up or you're starting to learn. I'm starting to learn. Well, and also it's just like, yeah, you see, there's a long list of furniture that I will have to buy over the coming months, which is fine. But I want to get stuff I like and not stuff that's like disposable, which I think is more so what you do in your 20s. You buy whatever's cheap and easy to get and like just Mm -hmm. replace it when you move next year. Yeah. And I think
0: it's good. You're starting with the couch, get the big things. Then you can just like add as you go. The accessories, you know, those are easy to kind of look and add.
1: Okay, Ashley, other thing I want to tell you that I've recently discovered in my unpacking is the TV show Younger. On Amazon Prime, and I know you've told me about this, but How I cute is it? It. I'm now obsessed. I love it.
0: It's just so light and like heartfelt, and I really the characters are great. It
1: puts me in such a good mood. I love it. Don't you love Liza? I love her. I'm obsessed, and I think everyone who has not seen the show yet should go watch it. It is like will just put you in a happy mood.
0: Yeah, thanks to Priya. She's the one that um, from Blush Co. She's the one that posted about it weeks ago when the new season, which is the current season and show finale, like that season seven, um, she posted something about it and I asked her, Oh, is this worth watching? She's like, you must watch it. So I was like, okay. So, thanks to Priya.
1: (laughs) We're now in. Also, we just want to give a quick shout out. Ash and I are now trying out SpinCo for the next two months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's been so, we're getting fit for summer. I don't know what we're, I don't know if we're particularly getting fit, but we're trying SpinCo for the first time. We got all the summer routines are changing up for us right now. It's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Thanks to Tay and Brooke and the SpinCo team for gifting us these uh rides and definitely I am looking forward to I do like to spin I think it's fun but I am looking forward to it kind of like boosting my cardio because it is like it's hard you know what I mean like you're you're going your heart is beating
1: well and as and I have not been a spin fan in the past but I'm starting to enjoy it more. And we, we did a class together the other Monday and I really actually loved it. I think it's just, you need to get used to it and, and also go at your own pace. And so now I'm starting to enjoy it more. And it is like, yeah, it's a fun cardio boost other than like running. It's nice to do. Ah. And like, I like feeling like I'm in a club. That's kind of fun. Sometimes mm-hmm. dance party. <laughs> it's all about the music. All right, Ash, we've got a very special episode this week. We do with, with a Mr. Chris Peters realtor extraordinaire. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Go on. I don't know if that's his official title, but I'm making that his official title. <laughs> so we right now in Halifax, and this is why we want to do this episode. We're in such an interesting time in the market where houses are going way above asking. Owners or buyers have to bid to even like get a shot at a house and going way above listing. And it, it can take months to find a house. So we have been wanting to figure out what the hell is going on. How does someone buy in a market like this? And so Chris kind of, we dive into it with him. We talk all about this market. He also teaches us the three things we need to get ready to do to buy a home, how a realtor can help you. And we just get to know him and he's a lot of fun. I know. And I
0: think this was such an important episode. Like you said that the market here and really in North America is just insane right now, but it's nice to get a really good, well-rounded perspective from an expert, as you called him, because I think a lot of people think it's something that they can navigate on their own and think it's not that difficult. But I mean, it's like your biggest investment that you'll probably ever make in your entire life. And you should have someone that is experienced and knows the industry because we do not.
1: I think it's insane that people, I mean, this is like my personal opinion. I think it's crazy that people buy houses without using a real estate agent because I just like can't even fathom. Well, mm. you know, I'm trying to move and it's like a nightmare, right?
0: But, like, But when you also think, and I can't remember if this was referenced on this episode, that when you actually think about like you have banking, financial advisors, you have other advisors for different aspects and different things in your lives, especially when they involve financial assets and and mm-hmm. investments but it's like why would you think that if you're making this investment that's for your life that you wouldn't need an expert to help you um like figure out the best navigator yeah the best th- route for you so I, I don't know i mean i'm a big fan of realtors <laughs> you're married to one we love him <laughs> he's not bad but yeah chris was awesome and he's just like a wealth of knowledge does so much for his community and really cares about the clients that he works with. And you can definitely like just hear that in the stories he has that they're basically lifelong clients and I can see why.
1: Yeah. He's such a, he's such a fun guy and and really welcoming. You can follow along with Chris at Chris Peters, Halifax on Instagram and connect with him there and he'll help you buy your next home. Amazing.
0: Well, let's just dive in and and share the information with everyone there. We're so excited to have local real estate expert here to talk to Sarah and I and share and shine some light on such a crazy market that seems to be such a hot topic and uh, something a lot of people really don't know that much about. So welcome, Chris. We're really happy that you're here to help us understand what's happening.
2: Well, Ashley and Sarah, thank you very much for uh, inviting me and uh, allowing me to share my Real estate words of wisdom, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We love that so much. And as Ash said, like for any of our listeners who aren't in Halifax, Halifax is in like a crazy boom market right now, Chris, and you can probably attest to that, that it's a bit of a wild time right now.
2: Yeah, it's been probably one of the hottest markets across Canada. So uh, people want to come here. COVID has had a lot to play into that, but we've been busy for over... 18 months to two years now so it's been it's been crazy even prior to, to covid
1: that's awesome we love yes. hearing that and very timely is last week i happened to go look at a house randomly on a whim <laughs> and i wasn't well, even i thinking. hope you
2: brought your agent with you
1: well i did bring my Excellent. agent Good. And, and 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 her agent's assistant which is me <laughs> and my agent's assistant miss ashley so mr Kiel jeff yes no, 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 of course. But so I wasn't thinking of any of these things really until last week. And then I was so excited for us to have this call because of course, the moment you start looking at a house or houses, you start you like a thousand questions pop up. And that's why we yeah. were so stoked to have you on to like learn more about you and how you got into real estate, but also how the hell we approach a market like this.
2: No, and, and I think I think like what you said there, I think more people are starting to recognize, especially in a market like this, how important it is to have the value and, and, and experience of a realtor, both on the buying and the selling time, because it's, like you said, it's a crazy market. So even for sellers right now, it's, they don't want to be bogged down with all the details. And it's easier to have someone that knows what they're doing to guide them through it all.
0: Totally, Yeah, it's so true. It seems like something I think people can just figure out on their own. I think some people think like, oh, I can figure this out, or I don't need a real estate agent, but it's like something that, is definitely worth finding someone you can trust and work with. And obviously, you know, like pay them that money to do a job that they know so much about, because it is probably your biggest investment that you're going to make. It, it's, uh, you know, you don't want to don't want to screw it up.
2: No, you don't. And, and like with any profession, this is all that I do. This is what I do full time. So you want to have someone that knows that, that is involved in it, just like you would with any other profession. You, you want someone that is experienced and, and knows what they're doing.
1: Can I ask what's probably, a, well, not a stupid question, but like, why would people, I can't fathom buying a house without a real estate agent. I'm not even sure how I would find things. I guess I could use Viewpoint or like go online, but is it just like the cost of it why people sometimes wouldn't use an agent? Or like, what are the benefits? Like, what are the reasons to use an agent? Because I can't even fathom <laughs> buying a house without one. I wouldn't right even know what it. to do. Get right into it. That's good, um, Sarah. <laughs> Well, Well, just because we talked about it and I actually am like, like, what would I do? Am I writing an offer? Like, imagine I don't ever want to do that. Well, well, let me flip the script
2: on you, Sarah. Why did you choose to get an agent?
1: Well, I didn't really officially choose. I just have one built in the family. You do.
2: Very, (laughs) very fortunate. But you could have tried going to look at that property on, on your own.
1: Oh, I would have no idea how to do that. Well, like, I guess I could call a listing or something, but like, yep. that doesn't seem helpful mm-hmm. to me. I wouldn't do that because I want to, I have my own questions and want someone who's probably who knows me enough. And that's why I like working with Jeff. Cause he also knows my ability of what I would be able to renovate on my own versus <laughs> what I would not yeah. have the mental capacity to handle. And we can have frank conversations. And also I will say one time when I was looking at a condo years ago, just like things I didn't think of that I was very impressed with was um, like streetlights, like cars, headlights coming into the house and where that would be in the evening and yep. how you'd have to have curtains pulled all the time at night. Like things like that, I would never occur to me. And I just remember some an agent telling me that. And I thought, hmm, that's like very helpful information that I would never have yep. ever thought of.
2: Agreed. No, and, and I, I think... I think some of the simple, to to answer the first part of your question, as far as why people sometimes choose to do it on their own, interesting stat that the National Association of Realtors has found is that 90% of those for sale by owner type folks end up moving towards getting an agent. And the first reason why they do it on their own initially is because they think they're going to save some dollars and cents by saving on the commission. Other interesting stat is, I believe it's ninety-two percent uh, for sale by owners who switch to then listing with an agent, sell their home for more than what they w- would have saved on the commissions. So they mm-hmm. tend to they tend to typically list their home for a little bit less than what the true market value is. And they may not be strong negotiators. They may, they've got a bit more an emotional attachment to to, to the property. So that may make them be a bit stickier on things as opposed to looking at the facts of being black and white. When you think about it, when you want to go and invest something or go buy RSPs, you're probably going to go to your financial consultant to help you with, with that. Here, you're looking to essentially invest half a million, quarter of a million, A million dollars on a property, why would you not find your investment specialist? And in this case, it's a realtor. So you're finding that more and more people are recognizing that when you have a realtor, they're the ones who do all the scheduling for you. They're the ones who do all the paperwork for you. They're the ones who do all, for me, I know I organize staging for, for my clients, the photography, the videos, all that is taken care of by me. They don't have to lift a finger pretty much. And I think people are starting to recognize and appreciate the value that a realtor can bring. And the fact that the majority of homes sold through a licensed realtor will typically get you more money at the end of the day, even though you're still paying commissions, but you're paying for their services and you're paying mm. for their expertise. So yeah, so I, I think that what you did, knowing that you have that family con- connection, it's, 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 it's right there. For you. And, and Jeff's an awesome guy. And that's what you want. You you want someone who knows you. And if you don't know them through those personal c- connections, then you want to be able to get a good referral from someone. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you don't always know what you don't know. And so having someone, like you said, with the with the headlights it's good to know those sorts of things because you don't know what you may be missing out on. And a a realtor, especially someone who's familiar with the area that you're looking in can give you some of those hidden gems of useful bits of information about buying that home, about buying in that local location. And Mm -hmm. uh, that goes a long way that you can't put a price tag on.
0: Definitely. And especially with the market right now, it's nice to have a professional the realtor on the ground. They've got their eyes and ears open. They're tapped into the network. They know, you know, other agents or just, you just know and understand the industry when other people are trying to list themselves or buy themselves. It's like, you're kind of not, you're more in the dark, I guess, to say about like what's actually happening. And and I don't know, it just seems like such a benefit. Like, I know I'm biased because my husband did sell real estate for a long time and still does hold his license, but it's just funny, even how Sarah, Chrissy, you would asked, like Sarah goes and looks at a property. Did you bring a real estate agent? A lot of people don't, and they just show up or they call the listing agent. And I have like a very strong take or opinion on this because I think like, why would you do that? And then not only it, it just more so benefits that listing agent and 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 like, you don't get that person to help you or represent you because then they're kind of like muddying the water on who they're helping. I don't know. What's your, what's your thought on that?
2: Well, I can tell you me personally, what you're referring to there actually is, is, is double ending it where Mm -hmm. the, where the listing agent represents their client, the seller, and they're extended their full fiduciary duties. They've got confidentiality, the negotiation, all those things, why you want to hire an agent. And then on the other end, the person who's buying it, if, if if that buyer has called through to the listing agent, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're not going to get those extra benefits because that listing agent can only represent one of the two parties as a client and giving them advice and negotiating. Therefore, right. that party is going to be the seller. And so from the buyer's perspective, they're not going to get that, that, that advice. That that agent will still be able to show them the comparables but they can't give them input and advice about what those comparables mean. They can't dig into the stats. I can give you the monthly stats, but how you interpret it is up to you. By getting an agent to represent you and the majority of cases in in Nova Scotia, and it's pretty much the same across Canada, is that it's the sellers who pay for the commissions because it's built into the seller uh, contract with their listing agent that they will pay a set commission And then that commission is then split to uh, pay the selling brokerage, but also to pay the brokerage that brings forward the buyer. So at the end of the day, it's the buyer's funds that pay for it, but it's coming out of the proceeds that the seller would have taken.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. So from, from, from a buyer perspective, to Ashley's point, it it blows my mind why people would not hire or or call a realtor that's different from the listing agent because it's no cost. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's no cost to the buyer mm. at all to have that representation because that because the seller also wants to ensure that the buyer is properly protected that the paperwork's done properly because it, because it, at at the end of the day, it protects both parties and that's going to be your safest bet for 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 all parties. There are some exceptions like like new construction or dealing with a bank foreclosure where you're going to you're you're probably going to be in a fairly safe place with the listing agent. But I know for me personally, I probably outside of new construction, I've probably handled I've been doing this for just over 10 years now. I've yeah. probably double ended, I think maybe two or three times and it's because one was one I, I remember quite vividly because it was a friend of mine who was an investor had a bunch of rental properties and the person who was buying it was his t- tenant yeah. so they already knew everything about the property they they they'd lived in it for years so they they weren't looking for advice what they were looking for was someone to facilitate and do all the paperwork and take care of that stuff so I personally don't like to double end because I like to educate I like to inform and if you haven't noticed I like to talk I think <laughs> that I think that. That the an informed, educated buyer is probably your safest person because they're gonna not necessarily be cautious, but they're gonna be more knowledgeable about the process and they're gonna be better prepared when they go to write that offer. And in today's crazy mar- market, preparation and education is paramount. It's one of the first things that people gotta be doing.
0: Mm. And it's also fun to find someone, like if you have a friend or you know, you know, or you become you build a relationship with this person. It could be for forever if you go to buy or sell again. So it's just like a fun experience to go look at homes with someone that you enjoy because this day we're looking at tons of homes all the time because they're yes. going so quickly. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like people should, should find one that they want to work with and and make it a good, good experience.
2: Yeah, and most agents, like everyone knows an agent, literally, and they probably yeah. know seven <laughs> between people they used to go to school with, their cousin's best friend, their brother's uncle, Mm -hmm. everyone knows a realtor. And so I I guess that's where it's just a matter of them finding, because you probably have connections for realtors, find someone that will match you, match your style. I'm, I'm a very hands-on, I I like to educate and inform. And, and so my style is not going to be for everyone, but for those people that I do make a good match with, my theory is always, I'm going to make them my clients for, for life. And I'm going to make that every friend and family that they think I'm a match for, I'm going to make their friends and families, my clients for, for life. Um, <laughs> and that's the way I think a lot of realtors think, or at least should think and ap- approach it. Because I think like Ashley says, it's it's when you can help a, a, a buyer find a place or help a yeah. seller move on to the next chapter. It's such a wonderful, rewarding f- f- feeling. Mm,
0: that's so true. So-
1: So how did you get into this, Chris? Like what made you actually get into real estate 10 years ago?
2: Ooh. Ooh. Actually, it goes even further back. My father passed away in 2007. And I remember having a conversation with my little sister then about my dad was a lifetime entrepreneur, owned uh, several businesses in the automotive industry. He was dedicated to his work. And so I admired that of him. And when when he had passed away, I remember my sister asking me about if I could do anything. At that time, I was working for a telecommunications company. I was a middle level manager uh, on a national scale. And she asked me, if you could give up your job, because that's what it is. It's a job. I'm working for someone else. What would you do? And I instantly said real estate. Because for me, it's always been about being able to help people fulfill their dreams. I grew up in a rather poor neighborhood in Toronto. My parents were separated, so I didn't go live with my dad until I was about 16. And I lived up with him up in Sudbury in Ontario for about three years. But prior to, to that, I literally lived in the ghetto in Toronto. And so I was always in the rental. And so the idea of when, when I moved up to Sudbury and I lived with my dad, the idea of home ownership and that ability to build wealth through real estate really impressed me and how it gives you a a lot more comfort and security as a homeowner. And the idea of being able to help someone get that comfort and security warmed me. And so the telecommunications company and I parted ways in November of 2010. And i looked at other job opportunities and and my wife was a stay-at-home mom at that point in time. And I just didn't see anything that I thought would be rewarding for, for me. And so I thought, you know what? Because it always scared me, though, getting into re- real estate, because re- real estate's commission only. You yeah. don't sell a home, you don't get paid. And when you do sell a home, you don't get paid until that property closes. Mm-hmm. So if it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, new construction, it might be six or eight months down the road that you mm-hmm. finally get paid for all the work that you did previously for those uh, sellers or buyers. So that part always scared me got two kids, stay-at-home mom. I said, honey, Karen, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the real estate thing because for me it's either you're gonna do it completely or not at all. I, mm-hmm. I didn't I, I didn't believe in being a part-time agent. What uh, wasn't the right fit for me and it was a hundred percent you've got to give it all and you've got to be willing to go the long haul because re- real estate goes in cycles. And it takes time to build your sphere of influence. It takes time to build that, that group of people who want to trust and depend in you to help them sell a, a property. They may be a friend, but they know nothing about you being a real estate agent. So why are they going to trust you to do something like this? So in April, I guess it was March, I went for my license. I did the, at that time, it was, it was uh, 40 hours a week for, I think it was three weeks, wrote my license in April and haven't looked back, that was April of 2011. So I actually just celebrated my 10 years a couple months ago. COVID has made that not possible to celebrate it out with my clients. I had all kinds of gifts I wanted to go and give drop off Popeyes to my clients for thanking them for their support. COVID's changed the ability to do some of that. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it was about wanting to be able to help people fulfill their dreams of real estate. I didn't own my first house until I moved here to Nova Scotia in 2004. Because it was not going to be possible to buy a house where I was living at the time in in Toronto, and so buying a house here just gave me such a great sense of joy, and it just made sense to get into real estate.
0: I love what you said about it does take time to build up your your network and kind of that trust because, and and like Jeff and I always talk about it too. It's you can't predict what is going to happen. You know, you could have a bunch of homes that you had listed for months and months and months, or, you know, a long, long time. And now it's like, you just can't, like, you just can't predict what's going to happen. And, you know, you don't want to just quit if the market's kind of crappy, you hope that things are going to turn around and that things will, will start to pick up. And here we are, I'm sure (laughs) a few years ago, five, four or five years ago, you couldn't have predicted that no one could have.
2: No one would have predicted what we're seeing now.
0: Mm -hmm. So how do you now, because the market is so different and and there's like droughts of things being available for people that want to buy, like how do you work with the client to help them find a home? Because before it used to be like so many different areas and so many different options, but now you have to act fast and it's obviously a more probably stressful process for the people who are buying.
2: No, it definitely is a lot more stressful. I think to my earlier comment, it's about coming prepared. It's about coming to the table. And and as a buyer, they they really need to do a bit of their homework ahead of time. And that's where even when clients who I'm working with, before we even start doing uh, that property search, they've got homework, I assign homework.
1: Okay, can you tell me what the homework is? What is the homework that I have? I will
2: happily share, Sarah. Get your pen out, girl. My pen is out. Okay. (laughs) Have you been pre-approved? No. (laughs) And you know what? Step one. You shouldn't be wasting your time going to go look at a home. The biggest challenge with people who aren't pre-approved is you, you have a vague idea generally based on what you think you can afford, but until you actually speak to a lender and they do the big dive in to see what your what your finances really look like because you can talk to yourself about what you think you can afford to pay. Mm-hmm. A lender is going to actually tell you what you can afford to pay based on what your income to debt ratio is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so you are out, say, looking at all these $700,000 homes and yeah, because I think I can afford that. And then your lender comes out and tells you, oh, by the way, based on all the information that you've given me, you're gonna get pre-approved for 575. Well, you had your heart set in all these $700,000 homes and that's what you said as your benchmark, but you can't afford that anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you never could have. So that, so-
1: Step one, don't, get pre-approved. Yeah, step
2: one, you gotta get pre-approved so you know <laughs> the, the reality of what yeah. you can afford. So that sets the, the tone. And to Ashley's comment now, in this market, um, where it is a a quick moving sellers market, you really got to be familiar with the area that you want to live in, whether it's because you want to live in an area that is close to certain school districts, or you want to live in an area that is close to your business or has high-speed internet for someone that's looking for, that's part of the the challenges, say, for someone who's looking, people who are moving here from Ontario or Calgary or someplace out west, they want to be able to settle down, they, they can work re- remotely, but then they need high-speed internet. So that's Mm. one of their first considerations. So unfortunately some parts of Nova Scotia are ruled out until the government and all the telecommunications company get high speed internet to some of those areas. So you really have to know what your needs and wants are. So you've been pre-approved, figure out where you want to live. Okay. Whether it's because, like, like I said, you're you're looking for school district, you're looking for a type of home, you're looking for a type of community that you want to be into. What amenities do you want close by? Figure those things out first.
0: Can I just ask one question? Do you find that? Show you can ask any. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Do do you find that when? People have specific areas in mind or communities that they're like really want, but they say that they can't afford them or there's just things that are going to be really out of their scope. Like, how do you help manage that expectation and be like, you're you're not gonna be able to live in this street or this area? So let's think about are they able to transition to a new area or is that kind of where you take over and be like oh but I have these beautiful homes that you'll and now you'll (laughs) forget
2: about you into this area (laughs) no it's not tricky it's actually a great question Ashley I I think it comes down to one again that pre-approval that pre-approval in a lot of respects will tell you where you can live what type of home you can afford to buy and how quickly you need to move on properties just because of how quickly some properties are going. So once you know what you are approved for, that will help dictate what communities are. And that's, and that's so if, when I'm talking to a new buyer, I'm gonna find out what is it they're looking for, why they wanna move to that area. And then if they're saying that, so if someone has a certain price range, and I know right off the bat that that price range, they will never find it in the type of house they're looking for Mm -hmm. in that community, then it's okay you got to pick which one is the greater priority. Is it being in that community and finding a starter home within your budget? Or is it the type of house you want instead? So are you okay with being in that smaller split-end home? Or do you really, because it's in that community that you want to be in? Or do you really want that big two-story saltbox home? And if it's one or the other, then you may have to choose the community over the house style. Mm. um based on what your budget is so a lot of again your budget will dictate a lot of those things for you your budget will dictate okay I, I'll give you an example I'm working with clients right now from Calgary he's a carpenter so he knows that there are certain things that he is willing to give up on that the house does not have because he knows he can make those changes and modifications down the road mm-hmm. so they are set on a certain type of location, and not necessarily having all the bells and whistles in the house, because he knows that over time, he can add those in himself, because he has the ability, skills, right. and, and knowledge. So those are the things that that, that you have to work with and, and and that's why it's great to have an agent on your side because your agent's going to be able to give you those financial details about what homes are selling for in that area what different styles of homes are selling for in that area so if you're 100 percent tied to no i need to be in this community for these reasons that are non-negotiable okay then let's find you the right home that's in that community that will meet those needs so you may have to make some concessions on one side of the equation
0: mm. totally. and sarah, sarah and i both live on the peninsula in halifax and like this is where we would want to live and i feel like when you when we know we love these these sorts of areas we're like okay we're okay with not having right now the the massive host and the this and yep. that and all the bedrooms because we want the convenience we we want like a smaller more well i'm speaking on both of our behalfs here but you can i mean you can i mean but we want something more like
1: making factors like I'm, I'm, sorry, just... I'm gonna have to manage a house for the first time by myself and a renovation i was like that seems like a lot of work for me <laughs>
0: yeah it is
1: so you were right ashley you're speaking on both of our behalfs. So you're <laughs> correct you can keep going
0: no and i just i think it's something you're right you kind of have to choose pick and choose chris like what's actually important if you want the four bedroom home and three bathrooms, this like, you know, okay, I might have to go more rural outside of HR or like, you know, the outskirts of HRM for price point um, to get kind of that, that bang. But like, I'm okay with having less and having smaller just to be in certain areas and have the convenience of the city and the things that I love about downtown.
2: Yep. Me coming from Toronto when my wife, who's originally from New Brunswick, the first time she brought me out East, I fell in love with the ocean. Like it, it was, it was right. my, I came out here in the first time it was in, two, in 2000 to New Brunswick and absolutely fell in love with the ocean. And after going to her family's parents' place in New Brunswick over and over, and I said, honeymoon in Cape Breton and around Halifax. And then a couple of years later found the, the right job that brought me to Nova Scotia. And I wanted to be by the ocean. So I picked Eastern Passage. It what wasn't if I was going to move here, I would I wasn't going to go to Bedford or Fall River. I need to be close to the water, and I love where I live now because I get to drive by when I go to the office every day. Drive by the mm. ocean, it's a wonderful oh. thing. I can walk to the ocean in, in like fifteen mi- mi- minutes.
1: We love that. Yeah. Yes, and I feel like too from Toronto. There's so where in newfoundland the town i grew up in there's this town grand falls there's a town right next to it 10 minutes away called bishop falls and it's just like a much much smaller town but it's so funny doctors and stuff who move there from toronto live there because in that town they're allowed to build on the river and they aren't in grand falls like it's protected land which to me seems insane and to everyone else from town seems insane but they're like it's a 10 minute drive over the highway i've come from toronto
2: this is (laughs) not an issue yep it's Completely, and it's funny that you say that. I like moving from Eastern Passage to my office, which was at in the north end of Halifax. I could get to work in about twenty five minutes or so. And people are like, "Wow, that long? You live way out in Eastern Passage." It's like I used to commute an hour and a half one way yeah. to go to work when I was living in Toronto. If I've got, if I'm going to get stuck on the bridge and it takes me half an hour, forty five minutes, that's still significantly less time. So it's all a matter of perspective.
1: Um, I love that. So Chris, then just to finish up the homework, I have to get pre-approved, familiar with the area I want or the trade-offs. Yep. And then is there any other homework that I have to do before?
2: Find yourself a trusted realtor to be your guide. And I think you've already accomplished I, that, that one. That one's done. <laughs> so those are those are the big things is is getting the budget in place, and getting Cat. your location and geography, and if and if you're new to the area, then it might be that you're going to get that information from from your realtor. They're going to send you stuff. Definitely check out Google Maps. Go yeah. online. Go go drive around those communities. I think some of the things that 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 people don't do enough of is go do a drive by, scout the community that you want to go to. If there are certain houses that you that you would have loved, well, even if they're already sold, go to that house and then drive around the community. Was everything within reach of what you thought it would be? Um, Mm. And is the community exactly what you had hoped it to be? Uh, I had had clients that I've been working with for quite a number of months. To Ashley's point, we lost out on some opportunities to buy other houses, we were outbid, and they ended up finding the perfect house. And they did their drive-bys and they said, Chris, the thing we love about this street, one, it's a dead-end little cul-de-sac, but two, the day we went to go drive by, we couldn't get into the cul-de-sac because it was filled with kids playing street hockey, and they and they have two young kids, so that for them was perfect. Whereas someone mm. else, a young I professional hate that. family, <laughs> <I> really- <laughs> exactly, exactly, a young professional family who have no kids and have no desire to have kids, if they had driven by that, they would have said, "Nope, this is not the street for me."
1: Oh, so It's honest. a matter of
2: knowing those details.
1: The kids do play on the street where I live and I love it. They're hilarious. We have great conversations. Some
2: people love it. Some people cannot stand it. And it's, and it's, you don't know that until you do your research and education on the community. Some of it (laughs) I recommend that people do on their own and other parts of it. Yeah. They can easily get from their agent.
1: Love that.
0: That's such a good point because the kids, or I just feel like getting a vibe on foot, even if you park and kind of walk around up and down the street is like, you know, creep on the neighbors a little bit. Be like, <laughs> what are they like? Because like, there's a vibe and you could you could either be turned on by it or turned off. So I feel like that's oh, really good advice. see the coffee
1: shop. Yeah, yep. you got to go like, see what are the coffee shops nearby, the restaurants. Do they oh have
0: loud God. dogs? I've lived next to people that have dogs that like don't stop barking.
1: Yep, I, I would mean, never think the, of that. I know. That. Okay, I love the walking and the drive-by. This is like a, a very hot tip. The other thing I'd want to see with that, and you guys are now... I'm making notes. You It's like where the sun comes from at different times of the day. My wife is
2: big on that because it's about her gardening or she likes having her kitchen filled with sun.
1: Yeah. I
0: remember when my parents, I grew up in the valley in the Annapolis Valley in a small town called Middleton. And when my parents built the home I grew up in, that's something that they were focused on. It's like, we want the sun, the kitchen to be here because we want it to be sunny throughout this day. And it is something, especially if you're building, because you can obviously make those decisions, but it's something you really want to think about because I know you love a lot of sunlight. So do yeah. I, I mean, who doesn't, but you want, yeah, not to move in somewhere eventually and think like, oh my gosh, it's so dark or it's so yep. shaded. I want it to have more sunlight and I'm not happy, but I think those are things too. Like you said, Chris, like an agent will help you. Oh, you're facing south or you're facing north. This is something, you know, like kind of make you more aware of the property as a whole.
1: Location,
2: location, location. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that. This has been so helpful for me, even in my I mean, I have chosen not to buy, but I mean it was just looking because there's one house I liked. But which is, is I did look before we got on this and it's did already you see happening. what ending? Yeah, what did it, it go for? Do we? It know didn't. Yet? It it just all the
0: offers. I think Jeff said would have came in yesterday. The day before yeah. they had like that, you know, that cutoff, A which bid. is, yep. yeah. So it, it 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 doesn't say yet, but you, you um, won't
2: see that what the, what it sold for until all conditions have been met, and okay. then it gets posted, sold, and that's when the sale price goes up on the MLS.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't
0: wait to see for for curiosity. people like but people like Sarah and others who are listening that are kind of in that in between stage of like, should I buy? Should I keep renting or should I rent something new? Like, do you have any recommendations if they're not finding market. what they love? Yeah. In this, in this crazy market.
2: Well, uh, I think that, that, that people have to be willing to be aware of what they're willing, what concessions they're willing to let go of, what things mm. they can have with, with, with without. I had clients who I had worked with uh, a few years back And they were both new in their job. She had just finished nursing school. He had just started a new job as, I believe it was as as an accountant with a new firm. So he was still on probation and she had just settled in at a new hospital. Everything that we looked at that was in their price point at that time wasn't exactly thrilling them. And that wasn't in this crazy market that we're in now. That was a much more balanced market um, when we were looking. And so based on going back and forth with conversations, it came down to, okay guys, We can buy something that your heart's not in right now continue to rent but by doing that that's going to allow you to continue building up some savings Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and they they ended up putting it all on hold we waited i think it was about almost 10 months then we got back at it again and they had a higher price point they were pre-approved for a little bit higher sarah And uh, because she is now established in her job, he's passed his probation, so they were able to get themselves approved for more on top of the fact that they were able to to, uh, have greater savings while they were renting still, and they were renting from mom and dad, so they were in the basement (laughs) essentially living rent-free. So they had that advantage, that that money that they would have spent in rent or in a mortgage for that extra 10 months, they just banked it so they can use towards a bigger down payment that allowed them to buy more of the house that they wanted. And so when we got back at it 10 months later, they had increased their uh, ability to purchase. Up, I think it was almost like by 80 grand,
1: wow. which then
2: allowed them to get into the area that they want, wanted and get a starter home for, for them that met all their needs. That's, That's
1: a great tip. Yeah. And that was kind of actually what I've done, decided to rent for a period of time longer and continue to think about the things that I want. And, and then and, you can keep so, your
2: eyes that's the better plan. I, I, think, I think buying real estate, I'm a bit biased, I'm a realtor, but I think buying real estate is a great form of building wealth, whether you're buying it for yourself to live in or you're buying income properties that you know you can rent out. I know a couple of investor clients who I have rent themselves, but they own several properties that they rent out because they rent for the purpose of being able to be flexible and being able to move and and have their cash a bit more liquid. Um, so it's so it's knowing what what your limits are as far as when you want to get something and 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 how determined you are. So yeah, it's it's I, I don't think there's a perfect answer, but I think that uh, based on at least in North America, wealth comes through re- real estate very easily, and Halifax has been great for building wealth. When you look year over year, our, our our market for, especially here in HRM, if you look at May of this year versus May of last year, home prices have gone up 30%. That's not typical. But what has been typical is that year over year, de- depending on where you are in the HRM, the peninsula, sorry for you, Sarah, tends to be a bit higher priced. You probably are seeing anywhere between between a 6 to 10% year-over-year on a typical timeframe. Whereas the rest of the HRM, you're still seeing a 1% to 5% improvement on on the value of of your property. Hmm. And when you think that that's money that you're building into your property, it's value that you're getting. So it's equity in your home. You can now use that equity to make improvements on your house. You can use that equity to go on a vacation. You can use that equity to buy an investment property, send your kids to school. There's so many opportunities that real estate can afford you if you're going down that road as opposed to renting forever. But there are going to be benefits to renting as well because all the headaches of home ownership, you don't have to worry about. Your landlord does. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you've got a good landlord.
0: We're stoked Sweet. about Sarah's new place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that under wraps for now, but we're amped about it. Yeah, we'll we'll tell you offline.
0: But no, that, that's such great advice. And I think that a lot of people are in that situation where, and I'm a big advocate on, like I've told this to kind of Sarah and other friends is like, don't buy something just to buy something. Like really, you want to love it to some capacity, whether it's area and you know it needs work or it can be a good investment and, and rent it out. But like, yeah, don't just buy something to buy something. I think that's a, it's a big mistake. And uh especially right now.
2: Yeah. I've, I've actually talked clients out of buying properties because I know based on, especially if I had been working with them for a while and everything that we've talked, when you get working with, with an agent, you get pretty personal. And so you learn a lot about them, especially if they've got family and kids and and you learn a lot more than they, what they would, would have put down on that original homework sheet that you gave them where they had to tell you what their wants and needs were, what their must haves were or like to haves are. And so you, you you get to the point where you can really figure out that. This is not, this based on everything you've described to me, this is not the house. And then you can even just see the body language when they're walking through a home. You can tell that they're not in love with the place. But right. in, in this market where someone just, okay, you know what? I've already lost out on three, four homes now. I'm just going to buy to Ashley's comment. But then you're yeah. you're not living in that house that you just bought to buy as opposed to a home that you're comfortable with and you love or that really yeah. sparks you. And that you have a little bit of passion about, because once you're in it, you don't want to get get out of it because that's a big commitment now trying to go to list that property. Just ask any any seller, especially in this marketplace, um, to an earlier comment that you made about a for sale by owner. If you're trying to get a home sold and you're trying to do it by, by yourself and you've got 30 or 40 different agents let alone people who are calling you because of your own advertising that you've done, you've got to schedule all that. You've got to make all that time and effort and get the home. And if you're selling it by yourself, that means you've got to be there to let all these people in individually. That's a lot of work to sell a home. So yeah, you got to, You got. I think to Ashley's point, don't buy a house just to buy it. Love it. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I love that. You yeah. got to trust the universe and the divine timing. We'll all come together <laughs> it'll just, at the right it'll moment. It will
2: show up. It, you know what? Sometimes that's what it's about. It's about timing. <laughs> Yeah,
0: totally. We love that so much. This has been so helpful and informative, and just such a great discussion to kind of you know circle back on some of these these topics that we should keep in mind when we're buying or selling. But Chris, tell us right now, what are you the most excited about in in your position in the real estate market? Like, what's getting you excited?
2: Oh, for me, it's going to be one of the big things is. The start of phase three when we can welcome out of province buyers back into the province. Oh
0: good one.
2: <laughs> uh it's such Soon. a different feeling. I've got my phone out trying to show people around a house through these, through this lens. This is yeah. what they're seeing the, the house through. If they're like my clients, I've got people from England, people from Ontario, people from Alberta, that this is the only way that they're seeing that that house or through the agent if they put a, up a virtual tour. So I'm excited. To, for that for being able to actually see people give them a (laughs) hug when they when when i'm handing their their keys to to their house being able to give them a hug and say congratulations Um, those are those are some of the big things that uh i'm excited about professionally a couple things uh this is my year as past president so i'm not as involved with uh, the association as i was last year when we at the start of the pandemic when the unbeknownst to any of us, I started the pandemic as president. That was an interesting (laughs) year. But uh, I've recently been invited to sit on our National Association's Federal Affairs Committee and also on their Marketing and Communications Committee. So those are two big profile committees at our National Assembly that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, As you can tell, I love this industry. I love being able to help people. I love being able to, a lot of Our national body, CREA, is one of the largest lobbying associations on advocacy for homeowners, first-time buyers. A lot of the programs that you see that that the federal government has announced or changes with regards to how CMHC treats lenders and buyers, a lot of those things have come about because of the advocacy that our national association has done. So I'm looking forward to being on those k- committees over the next year. And then awesome. just continuing with this crazy marketplace, trying to help <laughs> guide and, and 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 navigate people through. Uh, Cause I, I don't think we're going to see any immediate slowdown. I think that because interest rates continue to be low building supply as as you were saying earlier, Ashley, is that uh real scarce as far as properties that, that are out there. That's part of the big thing that's driving up the, the cost of real estate. It's not just in, in Nova Scotia, this is happening across Canada. Lumber,
0: all of the the, things are so expensive. There's
2: a scarcity of inventory. So when, when you have the same number of buyers looking for those properties, we have a third to a quarter of the listings available right now that we would have had two years ago. And when you're trying to get buyers to find those properties, they're limited to what they can actually buy, let alone go see. Therefore, a lot of those buyers are going to be willing to stretch their budget a little bit more. And now we're competing in Nova Scotia with a lot of of out-of-province buyers who are coming in from selling their million dollar or $1.5 million home out in Vancouver or in Toronto. So their dollars are going to take them a little bit further and they're willing to, because they know what that house would have cost them in Toronto, Yeah, which is probably... A fraction of what they're going to pay for it here. So as much as our housing prices are going up, still from, from a housing perspective, still far m- more affordable than most of the the, the the rest of the country. So I'm excited to continue to actually start to see people and, and, and can, can continue that growth here.
1: Amazing. Well, before we wrap, Chris, we're going to play a of Queenie Grams, which is our favorite part of the show. Well, not a favorite part, but it's a fun part. So it's a made up game. It's very simple. All you do is pick a number between one and a hundred and twelve. And we'll ask you a question and we'll each take a turn.
2: Why a hundred and twelve?
1: Because that's how many questions we have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next week, it could be 115. We just yeah. add questions Changes. periodically.
1: All right.
2: I will pick I'll pick 10. I was born on the 10th.
1: Ooh. Oh, (laughs) this one is okay. Do you brush your teeth when you first wake up in the morning or after breakfast?
2: Ooh, I tend to be after breakfast. You got to get all that funk that you've consumed out before you go talking to people.
1: That's fair. That's very fair. I always do it as soon as I wake up.
2: See, I find that you do that. I, I love my glass of orange juice. And orange juice and toothpaste don't go well together.
1: Yeah, those two are not well aligned.
0: Someone else, I think, answered that question recently, Sarah too, and they were like, "It ruins my coffee." So I feel like people just have different taste buds, and and they don't want to don't
1: want to ruin that morning.
2: My Colgate flavored coffee or orange.
1: Yeah, you don't like that. No, All right. no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Ash, what about you? I'm first thing in the morning.
0: I, I'm first thing in the morning like I'm barely even oh my eyes aren't even open really and I'm like brushing my teeth I don't know
1: okay yeah that's very fair mm-hmm. Ash pick a number
0: how about 71
1: 71 let's see Ooh. what emoji do you use the most oh this is a good one Chris what, you what emoji too. that's a great emoji. Question. Here,
2: let's 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 actually see, check
0: see what our most yeah it does it does show you okay mine's frequently used the the top one would be the crying laughing crying face
2: no, no, love that. that oh you can't even see that no no but you no. can tell what's yours no, i've Chris. got the heart thumbs up and lately because uh i've been doing a lot of backyard fire pitting i've got a fire
0: Ooh. <laughs> and then i've
2: got the crossing their, their fingers because i'm always sending that to my buyers when we're putting in offers Got cross Amazing. your fingers
0: I I've you. got, I've got Those the crying thoughts. face, the sunglasses, smiley face and the hand prayers, because I feel like I've been writing that a long time. Like, just like, <laughs> thank you. Or like, hopefully we can do X, Y, Z because things are just o- opening up. Like just like pray. <laughs> yeah. Bless. What about you, Sarah?
1: Mine is the heart red heart, the two hands up the party. Like if you put birthday parties, the horn with oh, yeah. streamers coming out of it. And the, uh, the heart eyes emoji, love it. You know we're we're happy people over here. This is excellent. You happy. So you get um, the number now. Yeah, Sarah's without turn. Looking, without look, looking, I'm gonna looking do. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna do number eighty three, and I don't know why I chose this question. Do we do this one recently, Ashley? Which is what food you can't stand?
0: Recent ish. Sometimes some some, or, some
1: people, Chris, like pick the same. It's weird. Our guests pick the same. Questions. I'm wondering if we were just having this conversation offline. Yeah, you let's do it.
2: Question. Then you got to pick a new random number.
1: <laughs> well, okay, I'm actually going to pick one thirteen because I just put this into the sheet. This <laughs> is
2: one to one twelve. Now you're going outside the parameters. I guess yeah. the show.
0: Because I just oh, made it's a new like, one. It's this like is like more it works. real estate focus. I see. I, I usually don't look at it, but I've got it in front of me. Okay, this Sarah,
1: okay. What Hogwarts house would you be a part of? From Harry Potter. And part of this question is if you're not familiar with Harry Potter, then that just becomes a discussion. I've I'm only I've, seen the I've first. I've watched one. all
2: the Harry Potters, but I can't say I've got a good memory recollection of all the names of all the
1: houses. Well, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Me either. No.
2: Not Slytherin. I know that.
1: Yeah. So you've got Slytherin, the baddies, no. but we love them. Who no. doesn't?
2: I can't be the Slytherin.
1: Hufflepuff are like the nices. Soft mm-hmm. touch. Ravenclaw are like legit. And then like they're just legit and then Gryffindor's like also very legit I would say they both have like
2: you know what I would probably go with the Gryffindors and and I think those aren't aren't they the ones that uh that's that where Harry was with and and oh, they, yeah. all the animals and yeah I, w- I would go with that one
1: yeah who doesn't I'm with you that one's fun that although I don't know what Ravenclaw is. I'll have to look these up and find out Ash you you're with me
0: I'm just going to pass because I have no idea. I think I watched the first hair or no, I did when it first came out, I would have been in like what junior high elementary school. Like, yeah. And that's all, that's all I know.
1: You know, I've I've gone to to Orlando.
0: I I think, is it a Disney or would it be universal where they have, I think it's Disney, the whole like fake land and the the root beer. I don't know. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Ash is a big fan. I love this. I can tell. No,
0: I don't know anything. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know is like people walk around in this like fake land at Disney with, with, is it a Disney show? Like am I, No, am I? I think it's no. universal. Okay. Universal. But they have like these universal. big mugs of like this root beer or some special Butter beer, Butter beer. Anyway, that's all, that's all I know. I read me. all
1: the Harry
2: Potter books. In just the say, Sarah, you're a big fan, aren't you girl?
1: Well, I haven't actually, someone asked me about it the other day, but I haven't actually read or watched any of the movies in probably like 10 years, but I just. You know it was fun,
0: yep. Thanks for sharing that information with us. <laughs> Amazing. Well, this has been so so fun, Chris. And we hope that we oh,
1: Sarah, oh, go oh. before just before we wrap, where can people find you, Chris? Ah, online. um,
2: yes, online, uh, chrispetersrealty.com. Of course, uh, just search Chris Peters Realty in Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, I'm not much of a Snapchatter, it's not my thing. All right, I've got Fair. I've I've got Snapchat because I've got uh, younger siblings and two little kids, but I don't use it. <laughs> most, most often, you got me on Instagram and you got me on Facebook.
1: We love that.
0: Amazing. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here and sharing your experience and telling telling us all about the things we need to know. And Sarah's got her homework list. Jeff will be so impressed next time when Sarah. she's got a list.
1: <laughs> we'll see how it goes.
2: It's going to go wonderful. And do it at your timing. Do it at the timing that works best for you.
1: Great advice. That I'm on board with.
2: Good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks, Chris.
2: It's been a pleasure, ladies. Thank you.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. You can find us on social media at Rival RivalAnnePete.com.